On the 7th of December, Hepatitis Victoria held a forum at Melbourne Town Hall on stigma and discrimination. After the forum, I spoke with Dr. Bruce Bolam, the Chief Preventative Health Officer of the Department of Health and Human Services. Could you talk about why stigma is such a barrier um, for hepatitis? Yeah, so like hepatitis, we know now, you know, the knowledge and the treatments and the, the way in which we can prevent it have transformed in recent times and a major barrier to getting acceptance, not just in the general community, but individual level acceptance, family level acceptance, and sadly still um, acceptance in clinical and, and service settings too. Um, it's a real barrier. Uh, it's a barrier to people opening up to the fact that they have a condition. It's a barrier to identifying it. It's a barrier to getting effective treatments. And it's a barrier to effectively preventing it. And um, the stigma is one side of the story. The disc- act of discrimination then that happens in, in different settings that affect individuals is also very concrete in terms of the outcomes it gets for people. So you know, we in the Victorian government recognise stigma as one of four key priorities that we need to do in order to get hepatitis really under control and move towards elimination by 2030 where obviously we've got to prevent, we've got to treat, we've got to identify early but we have to tackle stigma because without that, um, that wider individual and community and service-based context, we're never going to get to that goal of elimination. So what methods, what ways do you think we need to employ to tackle it? Look, education and training are absolutely key and central. Um, many of the, the campaigns that need to be done uh, need to be targeted for the groups that are at risk uh, for the clinical and service communities so that they understand the nature of what's happening and, and how it is a treatable and preventable condition and not to label an individual. Uh, it's a condition that is a, that is a treatable condition. Um, and then there's a broader piece in there which is more broadly about tackling stigma and discrimination, particularly against some of those vulnerable groups that we're hearing today from some amazing stories of lived experience where people own identities are tied up with their condition and really you know this is where in a way we want to be able to separate out a condition from a person or from their position in society um, and that's the role that stigma and, and challenging that through education through training through active campaigning and through looking at those legislative and other policy instruments we have to reduce discrimination um, play a key role. From the Victorian government perspective who mm. are the key players that we need to convince or to change their mind? Look, I think that um, obviously within uh, within government, that's, that's, government is a very big beast. I don't think that there's uh, there's people in there who would be um, who would uh, uh, who would um, uh, be against the agenda of stigma and discrimination reduction at all. I think it may not be on their radar um, in different roles and capacities. And joining up the dots, I think, is a lot of what we try and do in public health more broadly. To think from a community perspective, to think from a what's preventable or how do we challenge um, some of the preventable burden of disease in our community so my role as chief health preventive officer you know is is trying to do that there certainly has been called out in the job title um, you know which is great recognition I think for prevention overall in in the role in the department Um, then if we're looking across departments clearly justice and regulation play you know a critical role particularly for some of those areas like uh, injecting drug users and so forth we know that corrections offending police those areas is a key as well. So I do think it's important to engage a wide variety of policymakers and service providers to challenge some of those, frankly,
frankly, ignorance that exists. I don't think once the message is out there that people don't get on board. I think it really is a case of getting the message out, as your question alludes to, to the right people. And how much are we on track for the elimination by 2030? Yeah, look, it's, 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 a hu- it's a huge task. You know, let's not, let's not beat about the bush. And, and we know there's an enormous amount of work that needs to be done. Um, in many respects, I'd say we're kind of in the foothills, but really exciting foothills. You know, when I first came into, into contact working in um, bloodborne virus areas, including hepatitis, about 10 years ago, and then re-coming back into it now, it is truly astonishing. Coming in as, a, you know, as, a, as an interested not, you know, expert in public health, but not in, in hepatitis or its control, walking past that and seeing the progress for people working in it day to day it might seem like you know this is incredibly hard work but coming in and looking at it from a public health perspective turning it into basically a solvable problem this is a solvable problem is a phenomenal achievement in and of itself and the unity that is building between you know a lived experience service providers medical researchers you know policy makers in building that momentum can't be underestimated. So I think there's a huge amount of work to be done. We are in the foothills, we've got a huge amount to do, but I think within our working careers, you know, in the next 10 to 20 years, we can seriously be looking at this as a very, very different uh, landscape. And if we think about the potential that has to save lives, to transform lives, not just now, but for the whole community going forward into the future, that's an enormous legacy that the whole sector needs to be incredibly proud of where we've got to so far. And, you know, the challenges ahead are doable challenges and I totally believe that you know we will be able to do this it is going to happen and certainly it's my job to be making that case within government to be respecting that and seeing that as a major opportunity to make a real difference uh, for the whole Victorian community. And Bruce what do you think organisations like Hepatitis Victoria should be doing more of to... I think Hepatitis Victoria is is a a small and growing organisation that does a fantastic job with an incredibly limited uh, base if if you think about it in terms of the scope of ambition that we have to to, to, to really change the landscape of uh, the whole community range of conditions around liver health broadly and then Hepatitis B and C as a primary focus uh, foci. I think doing what Hepatitis Victoria is already doing is great. I think that then uniting with other areas um, to create a shared platform for collaborative impact and change um, is a really powerful way to bring smaller efforts together you know and together we are stronger and public health has done this in many different ways over many different fronts I guess and uh, looked at from a <clears throat> if you look at it from a disease point of view you'd say well this is kind of the liver right and, and there's a whole host of NGOs out there that kind of deal with different body parts right but when you actually go and talk to those people it's quite clear they're not viewing the issue as a body part related issue you know speaking for health is about recognizing it's not just about trying to tackle disease which is key health is more than that health is a resource for living it's a total state of well-being this is recognized in the 1950s by the who foundational documents around what health is it is more than the absence of disease it is it's about people it's about their empowerment and health promotion is about the process of empowering people to control their own health so what we're hearing today at the forum around lived experiences is is highlighting that exact fact that ultimately while the metric we're trying to drive down is a preventable infection the goal that we're really aspiring to is working with people to improve their lives 
and tackle the determinants of why they've got the infection in the first place or, or a range of other, other conditions. So I think uniting together with other related organisations that share that same value proposition to tackle not just the health dimensions but the underlying determinants of those health factors, be that deprivation, poverty, socioeconomic disadvantage, trauma and a whole host of other issues, um, you know, f given the, the complex nature of the infections that we're talking about, um, is an incredibly important platform and I think broadens the appeal um, to other groups of policymakers, other aspects of community, to be reframing what they think about um, as the problem. Like for me, I understand hepatitis, I understand the challenge, I'm a public health person, but when you're going and talking to other policymakers, when you're talking to the broader community, it's important to reframe those narratives to something that they find compelling. And often the story around hepatitis can be very compelling, and as we're hearing today, personal stories of disadvantage, trauma, challenge, um, and showing how we can make a difference to those lives and make that not a part of future lives you know that's a phenomenal value proposition and one which hepatitis alone is one voice and music is made by many voices not banging the same drum not making the same note playing different notes in beautiful harmony and then we start hearing the music and that's what starts to drive the not just the the, the minds which are driven by the stats but also the hearts yeah, that's what that's what brings people along on the journey. I think the, the key thing is this is doable. It's tough and we've all got to, you know, I've got my work cut out, everyone else has got their work cut out, but we'll get there. That was Dr. Bruce Boland, the Chief Preventative Health Officer of the Department of Health and Human Services. If you would like to find out more about the services that we offer at Hepatitis Victoria, go to our website, www.hepvic.org.au. Thank you very much.